Welcome to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We believe that every person has a unique message which can positively impact the world. Now, on this podcast, your host, veteran radio personality Jennifer Longworth, encourages entrepreneurs to share not only their expertise, but their stories and their hearts. You're going to love this show. You're going to hear real stories from real people on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. So let's go. People want to launch businesses, but there's a fear factor there that they don't know how to do it. They've never done it before. Of course, the biggest fear is, you know, failure, that they will fail. And I'm here to tell you that I have failed and I failed many times and you just keep going at it. And it really creates a grit that is really beautiful and filled with grace. And it's part of the path. And you can sit for years and wonder what could have been, or you can kind of just move forward and take that jump and fail if you fail and use it as a platform to succeed. This is Jennifer Longworth, and today's Thoughtful Entrepreneur is Violet de Ayala. Violet realized her destiny was to enrich both the professional and personal lives of talented women looking to grow their businesses, revenues, and connections. She launched her first business at the age of 22 and hasn't looked back. As a serial entrepreneur with an obsession for business growth, she is seasoned in the rocky road of self-employment and understands the challenges and obstacles women face when creating their own vision of success. She is best known for creating one of the fastest-growing international business organizations for women, FemCity. FemCity has over 140 business communities in the U.S., Canada, and Caribbean. Each community hosts monthly business workshops infused with gratitude and positivity. Welcome to the show, Violet. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about women in business in a few minutes, but tell me your history of being a woman in business and, and where did you get started and how did you get to be the founder of FemCity? So I started my first business at the age of 21, 22. I had no idea what being in business was even all about. I was just looking for something to do. I was a young mom and I didn't want to work full time working for a corporation. And I had heard stories of family members that had created businesses. And so I kind of had that in the back burner of my mind. And I just kind of jumped into it. We had moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, and I was very passionate about fitness and exercise. I got my personal training certification and launched my first business, which of course was a personal training business and made every mistake in the book. I reached out (laughs) to a local organization to kind of get some help. And I, of course I didn't go to business school. I didn't, I don't have an MBA and really my parents were not in business for themselves. So I didn't even have that experience. And they came to my house and they brought a whole bunch of beautiful, colorful, luxurious brochures and kind of just left. And I thought, well, that was not anything that's going to help me. And through the years of launching that business and making every single mistake, I started really craving a community of business people to help me to make less mistakes. And so I I kind of went on to a corporate environment, took on a job uh, doing events and PR for a corporation there in Raleigh. And then the entrepreneurial spirit hit me again. A couple of years later, I got my Pilates certification and was going to open up a Pilates studio. Again, I opened it up blindly, had no idea how to do anything really. I knew you had to place ads. I knew you had to have a a logo, some sort of a slogan. And I just started that kind of business backwards a little bit as well. From that, I ended up having a couple locations. I grew into a bigger location. I always, always sold out. We were featured as the top gym or Pilates studio in Raleigh for many years. And I really had wished I had had help along the way. Fast forward, I was moving back to Miami. 
hired on with the Four Seasons doing the marketing PR for them and a club and spa that they had in the hotel and had the itch again and then started my own business. And this time I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to start an organization for women that we can come together, we can help each other with focus groups, or even pitching ideas and support, and really make it a diverse group so that we always have enough business in the group to refer to one another for for advice and just for business referrals as well, kind of be that army of women for one another. And that was in 2009. And I started in Miami, and then women started seeing it through Facebook and started asking for a location near them. And now we have 140 locations in the US and Canada. And we do local business workshops. We do online classes. In essence, everything that we do is to create educational platforms and resources for women that are either launching businesses or looking to grow and propel their business. So you formed this because you went out there and screwed up once, screwed up twice, went, you know what, it'd be great if someone could help me with this. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, and you know what, I felt like there were other women like me. So, and and when I I look at my community of Femme City, we are women that kind of stumbled across the idea of opening a business. So we may have heard about it or read about it, but we really, you know, we didn't go to Wharton. We didn't graduate with an undergrad in business. We kind of just have this feeling, this path that we need to take. And so now what, you know, what do I do next? How do I get to that next level? And so that's really, it's all about women teaching other women. We have experts that come in and teach classes. It's an amazing program. And again, with the intention of just helping more women launch businesses and grow businesses. But yeah, I made every mistake in the book, like every single one. So what do you think was your biggest mistake in any of your ventures? Yeah, I was going to say my biggest mistake was when I owned the Pilates studio. I did not make it scalable. And some might say, well, it was scalable enough to make it successful. And you had a couple of like little satellite locations and, but scalable beyond me. So scalable in other States, scalable in other countries. And when I met with some attorneys that wanted to help me scale or franchise or license, I had created a business out of hobby and passion and not one that was structured to launch in multiple cities without me at the helm. And so that was my absolute biggest mistake. So now everything I do, it has to be scalable. It has to be copyable. It has to be something that you can give to somebody else and they can take it and run. I'm a huge fan of copy paste. I'm a huge fan of templates. I'm a huge fan of like process because I spent 10 years creating a beautiful business, but for the same amount of time and effort, I could have been in 500, 600 locations. So I presume when you started Fem City, you came at it from a different direction. Oh yeah. From the beginning, it was, I didn't want it to be the Violet show. I wanted it to be everybody else show. And I even created the leadership platform for those women that were launching Femme City in their communities. They can all do it. It's the same format. It's the same program, copy paste. Anyone can do it. I didn't really want to even be the face of Femme City for many years because I was scared of going back to the Pilates days of having it all be around Violet. And I did not want to repeat that mistake again. Well, being that you've made it to 140 communities, I'm thinking that would be a bit of a challenge for you to be all places at once. Exactly. Exactly. So So it worked out. (laughs) It all worked out. (laughs) Yeah. No way could you have gotten all those places if it was just like you said, the Violet Show and, you know, this time stepping out. So did you have a mentor to help you this time around or were you still kind of doing it on your own, learning from your past mistakes? Learning from my past mistakes. I did acquire two amazing mentors about two years ago and I'm so happy that I crossed paths with them. One is the founder of Jimboree, Joan Barnes. I met her while we were on a panel. She had just launched her new book. We just connected and she is someone who gave me 
golden nuggets of advice. And I wish I had met her 20 years ago. Actually, 20 years prior to that, I was at a Gymboree with my little baby at the time, who's now 25 years old, living in Berlin. So she's an amazing mentor. And another friend of mine, Renee Frigo, she actually is the founder of Lucini Olive Oil, which is world-renowned olive oil, blah, blah, blah. It's amazing. And she's been a great mentor to me. She's someone I can call. She may be in carpool. She might be running from one board meeting to the other, and she will stop and, and really help me with direction. So yes, I finally got some mentors. Yay! Do you feel like you're a mentor for the other Fem City communities now? Yeah, there's, so there's different levels. So I think we all kind of mentor each other. And as one lifts up and gets to that next platform, we kind of inspire others to shoot for that as well. Once you know you see someone make it, you're like, oh, she made it. And she's kind of like me. And she wasn't an expert or a pro. And she made lots of mistakes. So if she can do it, I can do it. So absolutely. I think we all mentor each other in many ways. I've been involved in different networking and support groups. The ones that are strictly women just seem so much more encouraging and uplifting and supportive than those that are mixed genders. Have you experienced that in your world? That is really another reason why I started Fem City. So when I was with the company I was working with at the time before I launched Home City, I would go to all the networking events. I went to the ones in Miami that were $100, $200 a ticket, the ones that were free. And even though they were spectacular in design and presentation and the gift bags and the swag and all that stuff was great, I felt that it was difficult to really make authentic relationships with other people. Maybe the setting was too large. Maybe it was misconstrued communication. I'm not really sure, but I really craved a safe place for myself to just really kind of get down to like, let's just talk about business and see how we can help each other. And through the FemCity platform, one thing that we encourage and we actually put into our program are moments of gratitude. So that when we go around the room, we share gratitude about ourselves. So something great that we have that happened to us that week or that month. And we also share gratitude about another woman anywhere in the world. And so we really set the intention of creating a sense of community and family. And when we recognize the greatness within ourselves and others, it makes it more habit. And we become more comfortable in sharing praise for, for other people. And so um, that's part of our program as well. It's kind of just all blended in the business program. So it makes it definitely unique and different, but that's part of the intention is to create it like a very family feel, but also a safe place for women to come where they don't feel like conversations that they have will be misguided or miscommunicated. And there's a level of trust also that they can talk freely and it doesn't matter what religion they are, what color skin, what, you know, height, weight, age, industry, or background that we're all there for the intention of helping one another. So when you set that tone, it kind of creates that as well. So how do you guys help each other to grow your business? So we have two different models of our program. We have ones that are smaller. Those are called collectives. And those are 80 minutes. And within that 80-minute program, we have the ability to do networking and also to introduce ourselves. And we also have the ability to go ahead and work with each other. So the leaders will actually coordinate introductions based on personalities or similar likes. And it's built into the program. So you have 20 minutes of gratitude for yourself. You have 20 minutes of a worksheet that we create that has some sort of self-work where they can walk through these questions to kind of get more clear on different tasks they have for their business, whether it's they want to grow their sales, they want to go ahead and you know start doing more marketing, whatever it is, every month has a theme. This month is up-level your business. So all the worksheets have been around up-leveling your business. And then there's that 20-minute gratitude. And then the closure is just 20 minutes of pure networking. And since it's a small environment of 24 women, 25 women max, it makes it so that you really get to know each person. 
and it's much more intimate. And then, of course, we have our hubs, which are like 2,000, 3,000 women. And those are like Philadelphia, uh, Chicago, Des Moines. Those are larger. Those generally do more panel discussions. They'll do conferences. They'll do a lot more events throughout the month. But everything's always geared towards gratitude and unifying women and giving them the platforms to go ahead and make those connections so they can grow business together. So if you talk about it all the time, like how are you going to make business together and you're sharing, oh, I just did business with her and it was so great. It really creates that environment that nourishes more and more development within that group. Why do you think it's important for women to be helping other women in business? I think we have a lot of struggles. I mean, naturally, you know, if I use myself as an example, I had no idea about business. I raised three children while creating this business. I did the carpool. You know, my husband works very late hours. He travels a lot for business. And it was really important for me to have other women I can support and could also support me as well. We definitely have it a little bit more difficult in the sense that we generally are either balancing family, whether it's children or our parents or animals or whatever it is. So there's generally more components that make it a little bit more challenging. It's more difficult to get funding. It's more difficult to get mentors. And when you come together and you help each other, it really makes a very powerful group and it makes it so that everyone can rise together. So how can somebody get involved in this? We launch about five to 20 locations every month. So if we are not there yet, and if someone's listening and wants to launch, it's really easy. You can just visit our site. We are looking to launch more and more, hopefully by... By the end of this year, 300 locations. And you're about 140 now? Yep. And folks, you go to femcity.com and, and click on the, the cities part and all of these little... The little maps, pins. like the little pins. <laughs> <laughs> they just start popping up everywhere. And I'm like, okay, Kentucky, Kentucky. Ke-. No, of course not. I love it. I love it. No, we would love to be in Kentucky. We actually had been trying to find someone to launch in Kentucky. Um, we do have some in North Carolina. We have some in South Carolina and Georgia. So we're around that area, but um, hopefully soon. Well, Nashville's the closest to me, it looks like. Nashville's awesome. Yeah, Nashville's one of our hubs as well. So a great, great community. Each location is going to be different with our hubs because we have a board, you know, a group of women that are, you know, kind of comprised of the board and they really listen to what locally those women want. So some locations, for instance, Atlanta, they really liked doing the business workshops. And so we would do a lot more business oriented or social pop-ups. And that was really what that community wanted. Philadelphia is another example, which has a couple of thousand women there. They love conferences. They love doing lunches. They love doing breakfast. So that programming is a little bit more diverse in time, days, even like the amount of women that are there. And then Rio Grande Valley also is another great example that they do a lot more um, panels, they do bigger conferences, they do socials. So it's really depends on what the feedback is locally. You know, if you have another organization that's doing a tremendous amount of business workshops, development, IT, then we don't really need to do that. You know, we just go in to see what can we do to help Where's the programming lacking? And we'll create whatever's needed. How does this profitable for you? So we have sponsorships. We have partnerships. We have retreats. We have membership. We have global membership. And we have advertisement. So we have a couple of streams of revenue. So what advice do you have for the thoughtful entrepreneur who's listening? If you are listening and not really kind of moving forward with ideas that you have, perhaps you're scared. I mean, I'm just saying that because that's generally what I see with our community is that People want to launch businesses, but there's a fear factor there that they don't know how to do it. They've never done it before. Of course, the biggest fear is failure, that they will fail. And I'm here to tell you that I have failed and I failed many times and you just keep going at it. And it really creates a grit that is really beautiful and filled with grace. And it's part of the path. And you can sit 
for years and wonder what could have been, or you can kind of just move forward and take that jump and fail if you fail and use it as a platform to succeed. Violet, if people want to get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing, what's the best way for them to connect with you? You can go to femc.com. We do have a free membership. So if you are, again, looking for inspiration, you're not quite there yet. We have programs created just for you. You can join as a community member. And then, of course, we have a podcast and we have a YouTube channel, TV, where I host a, a weekly episode on topics that our fems want me to cover. I'd look forward to getting to know your listeners. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. This is so much fun. I love your laugh. It's, it's <laughs> It makes me laugh. And hopefully we'll be, in, we'll be in Lexington, Kentucky. Then we'll have to do this face-to-face. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. If you are a thoughtful entrepreneur who would like to be a media celebrity and be on our show, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest and attend my next live webinar where I'll reveal how to get more respect from influencers and media so that you can get more sales and traffic. Now, please do us a favor. If you like the guest that was just interviewed, would you share this episode on social media and in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill our mission to help create more media celebrities. Make sure to hit subscribe, binge listen to our previous episodes, and we'll send you the next episode automatically. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Revolution.